Welcome back to a brand new episode of Trainwreck tonight. We are live here at Studio D. It's a little chilly here in Chica Vegas yeah. tonight here down downstairs in this basement. Got myself, Degenerate Al. We got Maniac and DJ Supreme in the building tonight. Show sponsor? Picasso's Pizza. It's not too late, folks. Still 81 minutes from National Championship Show kickoff. Get your orders in for the best pizza in Western New York. Go to picassospizza.net. And we have a big video that's going to be dropping in the next Huge actually, 20, 25 minutes. Stay tuned for that. Like you said, tonight, national championship, Clemson, LSU, 8 o'clock ESPN. But let's we got to get into the weekend first because it was a chaotic weekend. Crazy weekend. Give me a dab for that one as we wrap a bow on it. And I'm going to start off by saying, I don't know if it's if it's because I'm getting older. Oh, yeah. I can't, yeah we're getting older. It's sad. I, I went out on Saturday night, did a Sunday fun day brunch, and I was shot. Sunday night, I, mean, I pretty miss all football. I'm sleeping during it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, partying has always been your game, so it's sad to see you falling behind the times, as they say. But with that say, they, you know what Paul Peck says, older, wiser. So it's about getting more, you know, more advantageous and strategic with your defiling. And I was not very strategic this weekend. Nope. DJ Supreme definitely saw that. But let's go into Saturday. You're talking about this basement being ice cold. That was me on Saturday, 0-4. DDZ plays. It was a joke. I couldn't catch a break with the Vikings. And then the Ravens got me twice as well. So I, I doubled down. I got a little risky there going live with the Ravens and that pick. They went for two, didn't get it. You know, screwed me over there. But what was, you know, your take on Saturday's games? Well, well the one thing that it made me like kind of laugh out loud was that you had Stefanski for the Vikings and Sala for the uh yep. For Both the going. 49ers going head to head and also in the rumors competing for the Cleveland Browns yep. job. Salad dominates Stefanski, and who ends up with the, the head coaching job? The loser. Stefanski reminded me of when Mike Malarkey got owned in the playoffs like about eight years ago against uh, when he was the Oak C for the Falcons and then got the Titans job regardless. But with that said, the big takeaway is just it's so hard when you lose that first game of a divisional weekend, of a conference championship weekend, wild card weekend. Takes the wind out of your sails. I was feeling the Titans, but I didn't load on them because, you know, that first loss on the Vikings. I mean, if you would have told me looking at those, being a square that I am sometimes, looking at those spreads, those games, I mean, you have the Ravens are pretty much minus 10 at home. You got the Chiefs are minus. I, I, I was like, there's no way one of those teams lose. And you got a quarterback in Lamar Jackson that went over 500 total yards yeah. combined, passing and running at home. And still took it out and got pretty much what? You got booed again. Booed off the field. And then, you know, it was just a terrible, no good, lousy, very bad Saturday for those Ravens. I mean, they had been aggressive all season long. And then all of a sudden against the Titans, they're getting stopped on fourth and one. And Derrick Henry is just like a runaway Mack truck. And what were the stats in that game? The Ravens were like eight for eight during the season. Oh, like, yeah. They, they had they, they had not, not failed on a fourth and one all season. And they did two? One in the first half, one in the yep, second half, yep, I think it was? Failed on both, I believe. And, and then it's a two-touchdown game. That's yeah. really what it comes down to. Yeah, I mean the momentum. I mean, I, if I remember correctly, what was it? Fourteen six in the in the first uh, in the beginning of the second half when yep. they went for that fourth down. They could have kicked the field goal, but then they're cheating up. They were cheating up like it was like the fourth quarter with three minutes left after they missed that field goal. Though that's how Derrick yeah. Henry broke that big run, like a sixty-five yard run, yep. because they were cheating up on the line. It was a little crazy to see them get that aggressive, but. That's why the playoffs are so crazy. You see these teams get in spots they've never been. 
For example, on Sunday, we had the Chiefs in a spot they had never been all season, and that's kind of why the playoffs are that crazy animal, Al. And that's why when you're, when you're tracking those live lines, though, with the Chiefs, even being down two touchdowns, they're still pretty much a pick em, a favorite to win the game. I was, like, tracking that the entire first half. Yeah. And it was pretty easy. They, they still thought they would come back. At one point, though, I did see, I think it was when it got to 24-0, Chiefs got all the way up to plus 11.5. Yep, incredible. Incredible. Plus 11.5. And, I mean, let's face it, at that point, they hadn't shown a smidge of anything on offense, and the Texans' average starting field position was like the 45. Now, Manny, I got to ask you real quick about going back into Saturday. What yep. is your take on the Titans? <clears throat> they go to New England. They're just playing that never such loses. a great yeah. situational football. That's all it is. I mean, they had, if you go back to the matchup against, well, first off, Tannehill's playing out of his mind. You could, you could say that his yards aren't great, but he was lighting it up in the first half against the Ravens. There was some he, beautiful he came out I'll gu- give you that. Guns on fire. With that said, let, let's just go back to the Patriots matchup. There was a huge point in that game. It was, uh, I believe like the Patriots drove down to the one yard line, first and goal at the one. They stop them three straight times. So Mike Rabel has ingrained in these guys. It's hard nosed defense that gets it done. And they've been mixing that with situational great quarterback play from Tannehill. And obviously Derrick Henry has just been unstoppable. He's he's very difficult to carry, uh, very difficult to tackle. The offensive line has been generating a tremendous amount of push. We hate on Taylor Luan in this studio. We don't like the guy, but that no. run defense for Tennessee has been, or run uh, offense has been getting the job done. But can you say lighting it up? He had seven completions against the Baltimore like, Ravens. But, but didn't, it, seven didn't it feel like when they needed him, like they got him? Yeah. Oh, oh a couple of those throws in the red zone, touch, uh, touchdown because pass. Because beautiful. You, you see the absolute two sides of the coin, like you said. They lost that game 28-12, right? Yeah. They lost the game 28-12. Lamar Jackson had 500 yards of offense. That is- Imagine if Josh Allen had 360 yards passing and 140 yards rushing. You think there's no way we score less than 30 points. That, you're right. That's insane to think about. So it's well, just like they were playing situational. And I mean, Tannehill's done everything they asked. I mean, you look at uh, his numbers aren't flashy. But when he needs to make a good throw to Tajay Sharp, to, you know, Smith, to uh, the tight end, uh, you know, he's been just absolutely... Perfect at it, to be honest. Shit, I just had something. I was looking. Oh, divisional weekend. Yeah, it was about. Oh, so yes, yeah. yeah. So Chiefs Titans. That's the matchup coming up this week. You're seeing uh, the Titans open up as seven point dogs, seven and a half point dogs. I mean, if the Titans go down seven, two touchdowns. Is yeah, they're Tannehill in trouble. Step it they're up? in trouble. No. You can't just run <laughs> the ball the, with Derrick Henry. If the Chiefs go down, or if the Chiefs go and go up fourteen nothing, the Titans are no doubt in trouble. I mean, who really? the hell does seven straight consecutive touchdown drives? That that's what the that's what Kansas City did yesterday. Insane. They were running out of fireworks at Arrowhead Stadium. They ran out of touchdown fireworks because they had so many. How do you not plan for eight or nine touchdowns if you're the Chiefs? Fifty-one thirty-one. It was twenty-four. You go on a. It was twenty-four nothing. Fifty-one seven. Fifty-one seven running football is unheard of. Fifty-one seven in three quarters. Like in Wait. three quarters of time, because they were down twenty-four nothing, like th- three minutes. And they into put the up what, four touchdowns in the second. Yeah, they put up four touchdowns in the second quarter. It was insane. They, they oh. yeah. Oh, and the guy that it was, was the, the Texans were driving at the end of the second quarter to try and get a field goal. If you remember, that's that. right. And yeah. I was I was watching the uh, with a buddy yesterday here at Studio D, and he uh, he goes, "I'm taking the Chiefs were plus twelve hundred to take the lead after the first half." 12 to 1 odds when they were down all that. And when that Texans dude fumbled. Yeah, to, to take the off. lead. Wait, to take the lead in the first half, you mean? In the first yeah, half. Yeah, that's yeah, what sorry, I meant. sorry, sorry. I was say full comeback. First, sorry, first half line. So, yeah, yes. first half line, 12, plus 1,200 money line. Basically. Yes. Yeah, so How I believe it. That? I believe it. It was 24 nothing. They didn't have a smidge of a hope. No. To give away 12 to 1 on that, to be honest, if I saw that in front of me, I'd be considering it. Texans were up 24 nothing. They were playing very oh. good defense. He told me that. He goes, there's no effing way that happens. There's no way the Chiefs have the lead. 
And literally after I say that, toxins fall on the kickoff. Like I'm just baffled that that ever happened. Yeah. The, the, the kickoff fumble was with it. Everyone wants to give him like shit about not going for it on fourth and one when they kick the field goal yeah. to make it 24 nothing. I kick the field goal there all the time, but I think that's because I'm thinking about my team as the Bills, where the Bills do not allow 28 points in 10 minutes. I'm sorry. You can give Mahomes all the credit in the world. There's yeah. no way a McDermott-led team would ever give up 28 points in 12 and, minutes. And how weird was that first half, though, too? Or not the first half, first quarter with the Chiefs. It just seems like they were, like, just the, the, the balls that they were dropping, it didn't seem real. It yeah, like, like I was it, watching the Chiefs. It seemed like someone doctored the balls, did it not? Like, like they were, like, slipping out of the kickoff returner's yep. hands. They were, they, like, they were uncatchable. People were just dropping balls. They were throwing right It was incredible. Now, Packers-Seahawks, that's a game I really didn't see too much of. I was catching some Z's during that. I went turn it on <laughs> the fourth quarter. Packers win, though, 28-23. A lot of people upset. A lot of parlays ruined with the Seahawks going for two and not getting it with that plus four and a half that, line. How often do you see it? You get that plus four, plus four and a half, plus three and a half. You get something like that, and then all of a sudden, you get the touchdown to make it down five with less than like 10 minutes to go, and all of a sudden, the spread is basically on the line. It's a, it's a magical feeling when that happens. Let's say... Packers backers, they were they were pleased with the result. That's why gambling needs its own sports center. That was a great game, but it literally had a crucial play that came down to it in the last like eight minutes. Yes, and that's something that we, we've talked about. It has to happen. So Packers going to San Fran. Yep. Same thing as same thing as the Titans. Seven point dog, seven and a half. You look back. What is what is the traditional fan going to see? They got crushed in San Francisco earlier in the year. Yep. I think it was like thirty eight to seven. Yep. Now the spread opens at seven seven and a half. San Fran takes care of business against the Niners, but I think San Francisco is representing the Super Bowl. Let's face it. At the, at the, you, you think San Francisco? They're going to the Super Bowl. I can't. I, I think Garoppolo is just not that good. And I think at the end of the day, if you could find if you can find the worse quarterback, I mean, I think that Aaron Rodgers is much better than Jimmy G. Oh, I think that's a that's a guaranteed lock. But I think it's the defense at home. Yeah, that San Francisco defense pummeled them on Monday Night Football. I K- think it was K- earlier this year. K- Kittles and bits. Kittles and bits. You had the Vikings were the best defensive team against tight ends. Shut them down, and they still got they still got the dub at home. Yeah, I don't know. I just I I don't. Lafleur is a defensive guy, and I think that's a very like squarish thing to say. Yeah, I mean the, the better quarterback in that game. Yeah, you're gonna take him. No shit. Everyone takes Th- Rodgers square as angles. an underdog. But 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 think about. But I guarantee you, if you look at Rodgers' numbers as an underdog, I bet you he's over 500 against the spread for sure. No, hundred. I yes. But, but so, so, I've been so I think, there. There, I've been I think there. there's square angles on both sides. You have the Rodgers versus Garoppolo, so you have a huge advantage for Rodgers. Yeah. And it's just like you said, they've already played this game in the last two months, and the and the 49ers won by 31. All right. So now you only need him to win by seven. We'll see what happens this week. Oh, we'll see what happens in Santa Clara. Big week coming up. Championship Sunday. We are 10 minutes away, 15 minutes away from a massive video dropping. Let's get into some stuff that was dropping today. Social media in sports. It's crazy. Sports media 2020 is like, it's the ultimate way to see it. You got guys... The offseason is already so underway for the Bills, it's insane. You already got the making assessment. They already hired a new D-line coach. Yep. Where do you come from? Um, Carolina. Carolina. Yep. So the, that's the Buffalo South. Um, yep. So we got that. But most importantly, big waves today. We had our, our boy over at Buffalo Rumbling, Rumbling's Bruce exclusive <laughs> dropping a blog, you know, that was basically saying, you know, and it was a fair statement with what Jordan Phillips is going to be worth. He probably isn't worth it to the bills. It was his opinion. Yep. And in the modern day sports world, 
There is nothing to prevent Jordan Phillips from chiming in on that album. I love your tweet today saying that he's the same player off the field. That he, like, there's sorry, no difference. The, no difference, right? He's going nuts. <laughs> he's cra- I, mean, I love him. Crazy man. I mean, Bill's down 10 points, just going absolutely insane in the, in the corner end zone. Yeah, he's doing everything to fire the fans up. The fans freaking love him. Jordan, the Zeke, Jordan, he did the Zeke after the, after the Cowboys. Yeah, Jordan Phillips makes some good points on Twitter. Bruce Exclusives makes some good points. But at the end of the day, if hey, Jordan, you want to take a hometown discount to come back to Buffalo? Sure, but it's not going to happen. If, I mean, well, maybe he could do what Kirk Cousins did if he was right now. The first thing we got to understand is that it's a business. Yes. A year ago, Jordan Phillips literally got told, you're not in the league anymore by the Miami Dolphins. If the Bills didn't sign him, he would not have a professional job like at this level. So he has to, he point. understands that if he can get a payday right here and lock that in, that's pretty important to him as a person. You always got to think about that. Second off, he's also got to think that what's the best position for Jordan Phillips to be in? I mean, clearly when he was in Miami, he sh- he was not the type of player he's been in Buffalo. He's better in Buffalo. So maybe if you're Jordan Phillips, you can tell your agent, hey, I'll take like a little bit less money per year on a shorter deal. I'll take two or three more yeah. years continue to be a stud in this defense that he knows he can be and cash in again in a couple more years but, like but, Kirk Cousins did with the Vikings. But why do you say that? Like, why is he a better player in Buffalo and not Miami? Well, the scheme, for sure. Think about Tannehill in Miami versus Tannehill in Tennessee. The Gase effect. Yeah, the Gase effect. So you had, you know, a terrible coaching staff. You had Mike Wallace in on social media. Speaking of social media 2020, yep. he was chiming in saying it wasn't Tannehill, it was Gase, you know, like that was going on. So it was pretty yep. funny. Um, but yeah, so with that said, I see both angles. I think that as a fan, I would love Jordan Phillips to come back. And then there's some numbers you see where he might be getting 10 plus 12 plus a year. And it's just like, I mean, mean, you know, in a McDermott team where you've shown that you don't need studs to be effective, you just need no compliments of players. And and there's, and that 10, 12 mil can go to a Milano, a Trey White, and an Allen deal that's gonna be happening in a couple of years. So like really, no yeah, matter what, it's not it's not a debate. They've built the franchise so much more around Trey White than they have Jordan Phillips. So that's not yeah. even like a question. I love Jordan Phillips. So speaking of social, you'd media, want him back at three. If I told you three years, twenty two million right now, would you do that deal for Jordan Phillips? Yes, I think three years, I think you do th- three years, twenty two. If you're getting what you got out of him for seven, one or two more years, seven point, it's worth it. Spring? Yeah. Well, the, my two cents on that. I would like that deal because. I like what Phillips provides more than I like what Latule provides. Oh, big time. And I know that's a big contract that's not probably not going anywhere for Star, but I think with the other the other big Phillips that's coming back, Harrison Phillips, I think there's a lot of upside in him. I just hope that they are able to come to the right number with Jordan Phillips because he's he's been so dynamic with not as many snaps as as first reported by Jordan Phillips. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's been he's been a stud this year. Yeah. So, but yeah, ten to twelve million. Mm. Yeah. It's just you can't do that on this defense unless you're getting a top two or three player at the position. Like, because because McDermott and Co are just too good at making a substantial average to above average player elite yep. in this defense. All right. So real quick, got to bring up. So what time we got? Social media 2020. How about Antonio Brown's performance today? Oh my today? gosh, dude. And, I can't even, and, I can't, it's like a car crash. I, 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 I can look away at this point. I can't even watch it anymore. The cops outside wait, his house, wait, just so, racist remarks. Wait, so wait, are you like, as a, whatever, a citizen, you're allowed to, t- you can talk like that to a cop? I mean, I think you can talk to that. Like, like so if you're on your property and they're across the street, you can talk like that. Yeah. 
That's, and I think it's up to them. If they want to jam you up for it, they can, or they can just let it wash right over them, which is what they uh, probably want. They probably want to move on with their life to like actually protecting the city and its citizens and not have to have seven people outside of Antonio Brown's house. Bro, I was stunned. I uh, yeah. could not believe what I was seeing today, like how that's real. And like the social media effect that this guy can walk outside of his house, go on Instagram Live, have seven to 10,000 viewers at one time, and he is just ripping on a police force. It's uh, How many officers? Six to eight, you'd say? At least four to yeah. five cars. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. And they, and they all just <laughs> took it. No one said it. They didn't even look at him. I'm telling they you, care. they're probably so sick of like the calls and the stuff about this guy that they just can't wait to get out of there. That's yeah. why they're all saying. Wow. Okay, so real quick, final topic about the NFL. Maniac, what are we going to do about the refs and some of these calls? I, I, don't, mean, I, I think that it's not terrible, but we just need the guy. They need to find a uh, medium between what happens in college and the NFL because, like, college is just so much better. I mean, I get there might be more stoppages or whatever, but who cares? I'll. Does anyone care about a football game being 10 to 15 minutes longer or over real time? No. 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 We... I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. It's such a good like, point. No, no, like everyone acts like the game needs to speed up. People would love these games to be 10 to 15 minutes longer. Who cares? Just get it right. That's the most important thing. Because when you get a call wrong, it's just, it doesn't even feel like a real win. Sometimes. like there's, yeah. people are throwing shade at the Packers win because of the Jimmy Graham spot. Yeah. Now the thing was, did you see the corrected where the yellow line wasn't exactly accurate? I saw that. And the red line was like yep. where he was down. Yeah. Yep. Very interesting point there. So, I mean, it, maybe that's on the TV crew. Yeah, you know what I mean? The TV crew is basically misinforming you of where the first sound line is. And don't so. get me wrong. GM Smokey's fired up. If Josh <laughs> Allen is taking a knee in the fourth quarter, it's 345. If he yeah. knows he's getting home by 5 p.m. on a Sunday, yeah, he's pretty yeah. excited. Oh, yeah. No doubt about but it. But, no, you're right. And when it comes to the NFL, the the views, the live TV stuff, oh, my God. If it goes to 415, four, they, they start the games at 425 for a reason now. Uh, the I, afternoon Sunday now, games. what I would love is instead of bringing in like Gene Steratore or Mike Pereira, I would love if they just cut to like a room with like three fans from one team and three fans from another team. And then like one <laughs> impartial like moderator to like just get it going between these guys. Like, I don't care what Gene Steratore. Don't tell me like, well, it kind of looks like he's losing possession on the gun. I'm going to go with they're going to keep this one. Like, nobody cares about no. those opinions anymore. It used to mean something when it started. It doesn't mean anything more. Show me three on three, fan base versus fan base, arguing why the call should stand. And then when it's an obvious overturn, you'll get, like, great interactions. Like, oh, looked like it was coming loose to me. Like, yeah, like, weird, ridiculous yes, stuff like that. I'm, I'm behind that 100% with Steratore, with those guys up in the booth, even the Sky Judges who, you know, made the questionable common sense call for the Bills. I mean, it... It, it, it doesn't provide anything else for the fans. Like, the call is going to be what it's going to be. It's yep. not like Gene or those guys, Pereira, have any effect on yeah. the game. So it's either you, like, you're either confirming what you already know or you're getting more upset, you know, what, not just as a Bills fan, yeah. but whoever. Yeah. You're just going to get more upset if, if Steratore is disagreeing, you know, is agreeing with a call that you disagree Steratore, with. Steratore, my favorite Mac ref. When I see him in alumni arena, he's oh, so funny. Gene. He's great. I mean, and people don't, that's a low key. People don't that realize that. That is crazy. He's a Mac that's ref. That's crazy that he oh, refs no, sorry, at the Mac. Not a Mac ref, but he's, he refs Mac games. He refs yeah. at the Mac level yep. while he's doing that. Like that's that absurd. Like, he could be doing consulting in the Super Bowl in the next like year and a half. He's going to be refing Bowling Green I Buffalo. Know. Real quick, though. New video about the drop. We're about five, ten minutes away. I got to bring up the Astros. Yeah, all oh, that yeah. news yep. that broke today. Fined five million dollars. They lost their first round pick in uh, next year and the year after that. GM and 
manager suspended for an entire season. Then they got canned after the news came out. Mania, what a terrible Mania hour. Quick. What a terrible hour because as a human, you're like coping with that news. And then boom. And then boom. Like, you're like waddling. And, and, so, then, and then boom. How about the whole city of Houston? You're up 24 nothing. You yeah. lose 51-31, a 51-7 run. Then your baseball team it just gets shellacked in the news today. And I loved all the quote tweets, all the videos of AJ Hinch today. Like they were that's why I love Twitter. You can go back and just boom, quote tweet. The receipts are there. The receipts are there. Trevor Bauer was going hard oh, with Bauer that video. Bauer was great. My, that's that's Trevor Bauer. I uh, was going after him, but uh, no, it was great. It was really just an absolutely ridiculous thing to see. I feel like if they could take away the World Series, they would have. It's just you can't. You're not going to be able to take away the World Series. You're not going to be able to take away the parade. So they're going to do as much as they can. Five million dollars, suspend your coach yep. and your GM for a year. Like, think about an organization. You really wouldn't be able to operate if you needed a new coach and a new GM. So I was going to say. So if they didn't fire Hinch and their GM, what do they do? So like they get a, they get an like interim a, guy like Sean Payton. So they would have so, had to bring someone up from the staff, like not to like so they didn't like have any issues. You know what but I like, mean? Is that GM really not going to do anything? And is, or is he really not going to talk to him? Yeah, right? yeah. Like, it's like Bobby on. Valentine with the mustache in, in the dugout. All right, like I'm sorry. Like how is that real? And shout out to Kevin Masari. Goodbye, AJ. It's been nice. Probably would have got away with it, but you tweeted, you cheated twice. He, I mean, oh, and he sounded so guilty in so many of those. Oh, videos. terrible! It's just, and I'm sorry. The stats from home and away playoff games for the Astros is stupid. Evan Gaddis was hitting like 700 at home. <laughs> Brian McCann. Yeah, yeah, McCann. Brian McCann. Are you kidding me? The numbers at home were absurd. All right, folks. Real quick, we are now. Four to six minutes away. New video breaking next. We are going live on DDZ. Live on at DDZ. Degenerate Zone on Twitter. And we'll be we'll previewing Clemson LSU. It's the end of another college football year, Al. So many good memories this college football season. Oh, um, Season opening. I mean, UB with their early runs against Temple. Unfortunately, nope. took a huge bullet early in MAC play. Ohio yep. and Miami of Ohio. Two teams that ended up being the top contenders, so it was tough to see at that point. Maniac, I'll give you a ton of credit because I was the kind of guy at the beginning of the year when it came to UB football, I said no chance. I said like four or five wins max. No, they were they ended up being yeah. really pretty decent. I mean, when you when you look back on the season now, it's like they, if they hadn't let one or two of those games get away from them, they would have been playing in Detroit. Yeah, and I, I would probably say the gambling loss of the year was probably a $1,400 swing for me was that MSU loss at home to Arizona State. <laughs> <laughs> to finish out a parlay, one of the most disgusting games I've ever watched. Go back and check that box score. Yeah. I, and the thing is, I didn't have Michigan State minus 16. I had the money line. Yeah. That's how gross line. that loss was. Like, yeah, yeah. I remember you, you, you love throwing in that like minus 700 or minus 800. Is like just the like final a little, one. Yeah. Juice it up a little more. Get a little juice. Yeah. But sometimes the juice is not worth the squeeze, it's not, Al. It's not at all. Uh, I mean, yeah, you had you had Clemson. LSU was really the story all year, obviously. Yep. But uh, yeah, Georgia losing and, and at home about, to South Carolina. Remember when Georgia lost to South Carolina? Yes. They just didn't tweet after the game. Who didn't tweet? Georgia, the Georgia account literally didn't tweet for like a day and a half. Like like when they went That's into OT, awesome, they went into OT. And they just did, I, I love the idea. I, like if you don't have good news, hey, no news is better than bad news. We don't go live after a Bills loss. Hell no, I'm I not. Mean, I'm not shooting live. No chance. Although I, we did in 2017 from. Uh, from Fia, uh, not Fion McCool's. Where do we go in Nashville for uh, um, Nashville McNamara's. Bills? McNamara's. We went. We were that live. We were brutal. live at McNamara's. That was a after four- after a ten three loss for the Bills. 
Oh, Incomplete to Zay Jones from Tyrod Taylor at the buzzer. Oh, wait, who was there? What was that guy's name? Pete Weber. The, oh, the Pete legend. Weber. Who the hell do you think you are? I am. <laughs> that was so much fun. But Bill's in Nashville again next year. Again, we're going live momentarily. Check on our feed for an awesome hype video to kick off the year for 2020. All the loyal fans of Trainwreck Sports, we appreciate you guys so much. Going live to talk about this national championship game on at Degenerate Zone. Al, what's one side you're leaning before we sign off here? Go Tigers. I mean, how do you not bet for LSU? I Anytime mean, they've had an advance, like bro, a couple weeks to prepare, Joe Burrow has absolutely lit it up. Deal. I'm ice cold right now. And I, you know, when you <laughs> Me go, too, buddy. Here, here's... <laughs> when, listen, when you go, when you're, when you go 10 of 12 or 7 of 9, you feel like you can go to the book or you can go to the app and make any play. You can click anything and it's going to win. Yep. I'm at the point where now where I... Do I fade the public? Do I go with when, Joe when Burrow you're, LSU? It's it's tough. When you're Owen, when you're Owen five or worse, it's literally like you're Mufasa on the cliffside, like like clinging to life. And that's how I feel. And, and you would trust Scar in a second. I, like like yep. you know, you got a good play for me. Like I'm in. Like Johnny Uos. <laughs> yeah. John, our boy Johnny. We'll be Johnny, talking about that. Johnny play. Y. Lock. I mean, I love it. Locking in big time parlay. All right, folks. Seven oh four. Thanks for joining us tonight. Picasso's Pizza. Thank you once again. A big video. Big video drop about. in. Shout out. One last shout out before we go to The Rock for this narration. For doing, Great I was, narration. I was going to say, who video. narrated this? Yeah. This is going to be a fun time, folks. We'll see you real soon at Degenerate Zone on Twitter. Good night now.